following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Faithful Podcast, where we are spiraling out of control. I am your host, Sketch, and with me, I have... It's your boy, Alien Renegade. And... Hey, everyone, it's the Lord GTZ here. And bringing up the rear... It's Caboose Jr. Thank you for joining me, gentlemen, on this very well-timed news episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I must say... Impeccable. I love it when we're about to record and they drop a bunch of news. <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh, sure. All As opposed once. to uh, all the times where we record and then they're like, oh, by the way, this show's coming now. Oh, great. Thanks. Just gonna have to add an extra segment. No big deal. Uh, any faint that we are actually trying to keep up with the news in a timely fashion is just, it's a lie. It's, it's never true. But I hope to be better about it now that I don't have quite as many responsibilities at the Toonami Faithful Podcast. Now that CJ will be taking over on the website side as the editor-in-chief, which, you know, he was basically doing already because I'm lazy. Was Thanks, Sketch. Yeah. Aliens all like, here, can you look at my sound euphonium piece? It's like, mm-hmm. Yep, that sure is a sound euphonium piece. <laughs> <laughs> I know where my shortcomings are. <laughs> it's in my attention span. <laughs> but that's what we got CJ for. <laughs> so it's all good. They so... have to listen to all of us talk for hours on end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... First up, minor thing, not a big deal. Uh, September 28th, they're doing a Dragon Ball Super Marathon. Oh no, a marathon. But this makes oh, sense. This one, we didn't have a Labor Day Marathon, and bless their hearts for that. Because, I mean, that would have sucked if they started Dr. Stone and then took it off for a week. Nobody wants that. True. So this is a fair trade-off. You know, if it's a checks and balances thing on the amount of days. But really, I'm sure that the primary reason for this is to hype up that Dragon Ball Super is ending. What better way to do that than to replay the most recent, what, ten episodes? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah, ten. So they play episode 130 at the usual Dragon Ball time slot because if they don't do that, obviously people will lose their minds. As we have seen time and time again. And then, they go back to 121 and they play all of those episodes and then they actually repeat 130, which some people might say is unnecessary, but I like it. It, it, You know, it feels right to, to go all the way. So, that's what they're doing. Dragon Ball Super Marathon on September 28th, which is conveniently placed the week after Genlock ends, which means 
we don't necessarily know what's coming to replace Genlock, but strong suspicion it's Demon Slayer. Please, please. Demon Slayer, please. <laughs> but there's also the possibility of My Hero Academia Season 4. But here's something that we do know, and that is the week after Dragon Ball Super will end, which is October 5th, and I would basically put money on them replaying 130 at 11 and playing 131 at 11.30, unless they want to start Demon Slayer that week, which they might. Who knows? But here's the thing. We already know what's coming in on October 12th, as they just announced today, One Punch is back, which I gotta say is really a fast turnaround for Viz Media. <laughs> that is six months? That's that's impressive. That's even better than with Megalobox last year. Good on them. They knew what they were doing. And yeah. Well, it has been six <laughs> There. Here's the thing about One Punch Man Season 2. People have been very critical of it. For good reason. It is a huge downgrade in the animation department. But here's the thing. Casual observers, they don't really care. I don't think they do. They care about the characters, the story. If it's entertaining to them, then if it doesn't look as pretty, and by golly, it doesn't look anywhere near as pretty, I think I think people will still be alright with it. But what are your thoughts, gentlemen? Yeah, mostly as long as the content is adapted well, then I don't really care much. Hmm. Yeah, like I watched like a little bit of season two uh, when it was airing. It wasn't like unwatchable. Like you can definitely tell the downgrade, but it's still like an okay adaption. Like people who haven't like read the manga, I think will still get a lot out of it. And that's kind of what matters most. Yeah. My my buddy who doesn't want, I mean, he watches plenty of anime compared to most people, but... Still, he, he has uh, particular tastes, and he doesn't care for a lot of popular anime out there, and he liked it. He liked it just fine. So, <laughs> I usually use him for the barometer on uh, whether or not casual viewers will dig something. We'll, we'll, we'll see good. about that. I mean, I'm personally excited because I did not watch it. I kind of figured this is going to be on Toonami eventually. So, Same here. <laughs> Hulu Basically. is absolutely a pain for watching simulcasts. <laughs> Particularly to try and watch them with anybody else. Unless you both have Hulu Atlas, which, come on. <laughs> if you have Hulu ad free, you don't know someone else who has Hulu ad free. <laughs> I'm like the one person I know that has Hulu ad free. I had Hulu ad free. I had it I as well for Gundam. I see. Yep. Well, I guess I'm speaking out of turn here. <laughs> I don't well, know. Well, now you the... now you do know people who have Hulu ad free. I guess I do, and I will <laughs> exploit this for sure. I mean, I had it. I don't have it anymore because I was done with Gundam. So you know, why bother keeping it? And true. 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 And of course, Disney's not offering the ad free option with their bundle. Meh. <laughs> be nice maybe they'll 
actually do a bundle like that, but they just haven't announced it yet. I hope so, because I've had Hulu. I basically, the only reason I still have Hulu is because Black Friday last year, I got on a deal that made it 99 cents a month for the next year. 99 cents! <laughs> I'm not turning that down. There's lots of good stuff on Hulu. It's just not my preferred way of watching pretty much anything. <laughs> Except the kids' shows. It's great to watch Hulu's kids' shows because they don't have ads. So, uh, if I ever feel like watching a regular show episode, for instance, and I did that recently. I watched an episode of regular show and, oh man, early regular show is still so dang funny. Highly recommend it. Among other things on Hulu. Good stuff. Lots of the times I just, I keep Hulu for <laughs> So I can watch stuff on my Switch because that's for some reason that the too. only streaming Why is service Hulu on the, the Switch. Why Hulu the only streaming service on Switch? Hulu and YouTube, I think. Or like yeah. Netflix. Come on. Where's Netflix? They even promoted that uh, Dark Crystal game that's coming to Switch that is apparently like Netflix is paying to make that game. But no, we're not putting Netflix on the Switch because that just makes so much sense. <laughs> That'd be great because my current computer uh, doesn't seem to play Crunchyroll or VRV at all. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been watching stuff on my tablet, which it works. It's fine, <laughs> but it's like annoying. These are some. These are some annoying first person, first first world problems, I admit. But man, technology should work. I don't know enough about that. One Punch Man is back, and in a timely fashion, I must say. I'm very impressed with Biz's turnaround with that. And yeah, I haven't seen it, so I'm looking forward to watching it firsthand. And I I hope that the story is at least worthwhile, even if the Visuals are not up to par. Because pretty animation's not everything. Not everything. Well, it is if you're sort out on the season. Yeah, well, you know, it won't be long before Alicization Part 2 comes. Probably sometime early next year. Same with JoJo Golden Wind. I'm, yep. I'm sure. I'm sure they're just. Waiting around the corner. And uh, we'll we'll see about My Hero Academia Season 4, but could you imagine that? In October, they could have One Punch Man Season 2, dub premiere of Demon Slayer, and same day as Funimation dub of My Hero Academia Season 4. Wow. That would be pretty dope. It would be. Even if they have to say delay my hero a couple of weeks for a buffer that's all right oh yeah that's the one bummer thing about this dragon ball marathon that means fire force will be three weeks behind instead of two what you gonna do it'll live oh i'm sure it's people are watching it already they're not gonna abandon ship for that i hope i know people can be very uh you know Impatient. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Impatientness, uh, it it it's a thing in the anime fandom for sure. 
but well, yeah, that's that's whatever. So exciting, very exciting that they they got One Punch Man season two coming already, and they got Demon Slayer coming at some point, probably very very soon. They got Gundam ending, and they got Genlock ending, and they got Dragon Ball Super ending, and uh, I know it's it's the elephant in the room, but I I don't think they're gonna rerun it at the top of Toonami. If they rerun it on Toonami, it probably would be on the back end. Uh, I I would like to hope so. Because <laughs> they can just rerun it in primetime, and I'm sure they will do that. Because why not? Yeah, that's what I'm expecting. And if you can rerun it at 8.30pm, why would you rerun it at 11? Give something else a chance. <laughs> and I gotta be honest, because I really think despite criticisms of the season, as they had, you know. I, I do think that One Punch Man Season 2 could grab that casual audience pretty well. So, I think I think it's a good choice to lead off the block, or My Hero Academia certainly would be a good choice. Because it did very well at Holding Family Guy, actually. The only thing that looked bad was the fact that Dragon Ball Super would then you know, do better than My Hero Academia. Which makes sense and is also frustrating. Uh, What you gonna do? But it's kind of crazy to think that we may actually have Toonami without Dragon Ball. Huh. That'd be interesting. Insane. First time in a while. Yeah, first time since... Oof. Late 2014. My, my, my. That is something. But the biggest news that we have to discuss is we have learned of another one of Toonami's original co-productions. And this is very exciting and, like, totally out of left field for Toonami entirely. Like, I, I knew that DeMarco liked... Junji Ito's work like the man has a Junji Ito phone case <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure he's a fan of the work but still there's a difference between people at Adult Swim liking Junji Ito stuff and Adult Swim actually putting money towards making a Junji Ito anime and in this case it is his famous story Uzumaki and it is coming from Production IG, of course. And it is being done by the director of Mushishi and the Flowers of Evil, which is an excellent choice. Now, I only barely am familiar with Junji Ito's stuff, so I'm not really here to talk about it from my side of things. I just think this is a really interesting experiment for them. It's a four-episode miniseries. It's done entirely in black and white. We're not really sure how the animation is going to be. The trailer probably isn't the best indication of that. And it's got the musical score coming from the guy who did the musical score for Hereditary. All sounds very promising to me. Though also a like huge departure from what I would expect from Adult Swim. So I'm excited that they're doing something like this. And uh, 
I will leave it up to the rest of y'all to to talk about the significance of this work in particular. Yeah, I mean, like, Uzumaki, I think, is definitely one of, like, uh, Junji Ito's more notable works that I think people are familiar with over in the West. So it's kind of a good choice to adapt it, because in recent years especially, I think I feel like Ito has definitely gotten a lot more presence, like, just in popular culture. Like, I know people who aren't even really into anime or manga, who are aware of his stuff because it's so prevalent in horror. Um, So really, it's kind of insane that we're going to be getting an adaption of it on Tsunami, of all things. Uh, I think, like, also... horror. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Uzumaki gets freaky. Really freaky. Um... So yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how people react to it. I think like the black and white uh, aesthetic they're going for looks really cool. Like in the trailer, um, most of the footage in there is like uh, scenes from the first chapter, and it looks really nice. Like it, it definitely looks really impressive and really captures like the original artwork of Ito's. So if like the entire uh, miniseries is like that, I think that's a good sign of uh, how it's going to turn out. Yeah, honestly, I definitely really love the the choice of having the whole thing being black and white. Because, you know, going through it again recently, I'm just like, yeah, this probably would not have looked as creepy in color. It probably just looked nasty, which, eh. Horror stuff always has stuff that looks nasty, but there's something about like Junji Ito's artwork, the way, like how he just makes the most absolutely unsettling, like grotesque things with with just shades of black and white. And just seeing, just the fact that we're probably just going to be seeing exactly that, but in motion, it's got me so excited for it. Yeah. 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 I'm. Um scared <laughs> I, I don't know I what don't to like expect. scary things so i don't know if i'm even gonna be able to watch this <laughs> it's like the thing i like about about junji ito's like works is that it's not you know what a lot of like a lot of people in the west would think about horror movies you know just silence then bam jump scares like like junji's junji ito's horror is like completely like aesthetic it's un it's unsettling it's it's abstract it's just like the imagination on that guy to just like he he just does what the hell, hell he wants pretty much mm-hmm. and you'll definitely see that once once you look into uzumaki like 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 some of his stuff like if you like if you just to describe some of the stuff that's in there you would just be like lol what but then you actually see and you're just like oh oh this isn't funny at all (laughs) family guy where are you help (laughs) oh man Um, imagine imagine going from family guy into this that would be some serious whiplash like (laughs) freaking hell (laughs) i yeah i don't know what to expect like i'm i'm not really good when it comes to like body horror and grotesque like imagery like even even the stuff like in uh parasite kind of like irked me out and i was just 
kind of scared. But, you know, it was still an enjoyable experience. I just don't know what uh, experience. I don't oh, know man, what to expect. It's, it's ten times more grotesque. A hundred I'm, times even. I'm, I'm sure it will be. Like, yeah, Parasite was pretty tame, all things considered. <laughs> yeah, it was mostly just bloody, if anything. Yeah, and I mean, there's a bit of body Just horror. with weird, yeah, weird body morphing and lots yeah. of slicing and stuff. But, like, that's that's not the kind of body... Man, the body horror and Junji Ito stuff is... <sighs> it's like bad times 100. I just I just read the one... Uh, the, the, the one with the holes... This hole is made for me. Mm. Oh, that one. Yeah, my friend got me to read oh, that hey. one, like, late at night. And then I get to the end there, and I was like, oh, oh gosh, oh, gosh, I know where this is going, and... <laughs> That's a story to fall asleep I, to. I feel like I remember that, yeah. Horrendous. Um, it's a really famous story. It, it gets referenced in a lot of, a lot of stuff. Like, Steven Universe referenced it. With the with the kindergarten and amethyst, this is my hole. It was made for me. Oh God, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, and I saw some of the Junji Ito collection anime. Yeah, it's not it's not a good adaptation. Really, <laughs> none of Ito's like previous adaptations have been particularly good. Yeah, like I and... remember UFO Table did like uh, an adaption of a uh, Gyo like a few years back and even that was like heavily panned yeah that's unfortunate i mean it's hard to translate that kind of visceral black and white artwork to full color animation without it looking campy which is really what it was i think the junji ito collection was still i mean the stories were interesting regardless but they could still definitely like freak somebody out, but it was even though the looming dread was there, the visuals just didn't. It, it was it was silly, <laughs> really. It was silly. It could still be really grotesque, but still, just it didn't have that level of unsettling that it should have. Which boy, his artwork is. Very unsettling. Just this, my my interpretation of his work is there's just this looming dread through the entire story. It's not like as you said with American horror movies where you know there's you know it's quiet, it's quiet, it's quiet, it's jump scare. No, it's it is a gradual build of terror. That climaxes, and then the story's over. And boy, if you were hoping for resolution, you ain't getting it. <laughs> At least not with his short stories. Which, isn't that like just the worst? On the other hand, you know, Adult Swim did recently do that Shivering Truth show. So, I guess this isn't entirely out of their wheelhouse. I mean, more so just Toonami's, I mean, really. Yeah. Oh, definitely out of Toonami's wheelhouse. Like, this is oh. this is interesting because they're like, well, we want to try some other genres. It's like, well, we can't find a horror show that we like enough, so we'll just make one. Like, 
even the Tim and Eric's bedtime stories had some unsettling, like, horror aspects to them. Well, yeah, you would think <laughs> with the title like that. I mean, a lot of Adult Swim's comedies have some horror elements to it. The Heart She Holler. Uh, oh, man, yeah. Oh. You, you, you remember those commercials? Oh, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> With the hand coming out of the computer. And the old lady. Yeah, specifically the old lady. Gotta love that at four in the morning. That always creeped me out. I hope that they don't just play it on Toonami. I hope that they try it at different spots. Like, play that at 4 a.m. on a weekday. Go <laughs> for it. Interesting. I think this is all kind of part of a movement that Adult Swim is doing towards trying experimental animation. Like, they got Gendy's new show coming this fall which has no dialogue. It's all just visual and sound. And that's a huge departure from the usual Adult Swim Fair. And they're putting it on the regular weekday lineup around midnight and playing the five half hours. Those uh, Supposedly, maybe it's 11 minutes episodes. But they're playing it all 10 of those over... Five nights. <laughs> Five nights at Gendy's. Oi. <laughs> Oi. Hey. hey. Stop that. Yeah, because, you know, the banana splits are doing the Five Nights at Freddy's thing right now. Why did you remind me of that? I, I finally got that what? out of my head. Oh. <laughs> la, 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 la. Oh, la, God. La, 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 la. la. Yeah. I finally got that out of my head and now it's back. Oh. Thanks, Sketch. You're welcome. You know, when they announced, well, it wasn't really officially announced, but when Jason kind of casually said, yeah, we're working on like seven co-productions right now, it's like, ooh. I didn't really think of a four-episode miniseries, but you know, I probably should have thought of that to begin with because if it's they got seven projects, that's now including this and Blade Runner, you gotta figure that at least some of them aren't, like, a full-length season. So, probably a lot of different small experimental projects in different genres, just to, you know, see what works. Or, frankly, just to do whatever they want, because they're Adult Swim and that's what they do. I don't know, I, I don't think we... Have anything more to discuss? Any any additional thoughts, gentlemen? I was gonna say like um, I remember that night they announced it, and I saw I was just scrolling on Twitter at work. I was bored, and I saw that Jason DeMarco was gonna be at the Junji Ito panel Crunchyroll Expo. I almost told you guys, and I was like, eh. I mean, he likes Junji Ito, so he's probably just going there as a fan. And then, well, I was wrong. Well, yeah. <laughs> Of course, you know, if you would even casually mention that to Paul, he would have been like, what? Something's happening. Like, write, write an article, write an article. He puts up Get the article ready right back. now. Press button, go. I mean, I got, I got lucky with the One Punch Man announcement today. I, was, I went to the Facebook to read 
the man marathon comments. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. There's another post here. Oh, hey, look, it's One Punch Man. <laughs> Season two. All right, it's happening. Okay, cool. There hey, by the minutes. way, guys, this happened. And they're like, oh, I'm working on it. <laughs> we were very fast today. Yeah, how about those marathon comments? <laughs> I didn't really look at them. <laughs> it was too I mean, busy. For what it's like, worth, oh, hey. we haven't had a marathon since, like, Christmas. Yeah, so it's since, it's been uh, New Year's, the uh, Bor- Boruto marathon. Boruto, yep, and that's when they first announced the forge. Yeah. And then people got upset. Like, why would they announce something amazing during this marathon? Marathon. I feel so. Ugh. I mean, they they announced the tsunami 2008 rebrand during a Jalen Showdown marathon. Oh yeah. They're- did I just happened to be watching that and I was just blown away I'm like what are these visuals this is amazing oh yeah those teases yeah I'm still blown away by those visuals like they still still look great they do this day and if they had some actual money they could make it look that good again (laughs) they could they might just you know it's gonna take a lot of money I mean, they can fake it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Technology has. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I forgot to mention this is actually uh, Uzumaki's supposed to air in 2020. I mean, it could get pushed back. Who knows? But I kind of feel like it's going to be like the big event of fall 2020. Like, Forge is the mm. big event this year. Oh. That would make sense. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I, it would make sense it. to play it around Halloween. You, you kind of have to. I, I think so. And I then mean, it was... marathon it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that I mean, I'll say it was weird to, like, whenever they, you know, aired Fully Cooly 2, we got a brand new rebrand for the block. So that was a shocker. Yeah, that came Especially out of to nowhere. me. Mm-hmm. Was not uh, expecting it. <laughs> speaking of that, when are we gonna get new bumps? <laughs> well, probably. during the marathon. Well, I'm right. Technically, yes. I'm right. Yes. You'll get new <laughs> Dragon Ball Super uh, bumps anyway. Absolutely. Maybe the week after the marathon. I I no I I I can only. I can only hear Kukatsu so much. <laughs> that first bumper, I, I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. I, like, the music, I was okay with for a bit, but now I'm like, I, I just want... Let me curate one night. Let me do it, please. That's all I ask. I want to curate the music. Mm. Can I be on there though? I don't know. <laughs> Legally, I'll maybe. Take I don't know. Do I'll it. take it. <laughs> Give him a job. Make him an intern. You'll get paid in exposure. 
Oh, the dreaded exposure. Yes, oh now God. I can pay all my bills. In exposure. <laughs> you didn't expose pay your bills this week. I'm sorry, I can only pay you in exposure. <laughs> Gotta pay my bills in exposure. <laughs> you do that just by opening your bills and just setting them out. And it's like, oh, exposure. They just evaporate over time. Yeah, that's how it works. Save the trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I do have a description for Uzumaki that uh, I'm reading off of comicbook.com. Kurozocho, a small fog-bound town on the coast of Japan, is cursed. According to Shuichi Saito... The withdrawn boyfriend of a teenager, Kirie Goshima, their town is haunted not by a person or being, but by a pattern. Uzumaki, the spiral, the hypnotic secret shape of the world. It manifests itself in everything from seashells and whirlpools in the water to spiral marks on people's bodies. The insane obsessions of Shuichi's father and the voice from the Kachila in the inner ear. As the madness spreads, the inhabitants of Kurozocho are pulled even deeper into the whirlpool from which there is no return. Sounds intriguing. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, there's little facts here, so I didn't mention them by name before, but the director is Hiroshi Nagahama, who did Mushishi and the Flowers of Evil. And the music is composed by Colin Stetson, who did Hereditary and numerous video games. So, very cool. Very cool. And, uh, of course, Maki Terashima Furuta is involved. So, yeah, maybe we'll get to talk to her about it at some point. So, now that Jason has an anime girl as his profile picture, are we supposed to disregard all of his tweets now? <laughs> yeah. I wanted to tweet that to him, but <laughs> I, I didn't want to be going there. over well. No. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it's a funny joke, because you're not supposed to, you know, yeah, good times. No, but seriously, do, do you know, <laughs> take every tweet that he says to heart. Okay, I think that'll about do it. And uh, for the main topic of this podcast, I had a conversation with some other folks about Genlock. So uh, listen to that after this. You know, I opened up this podcast talking about how great it was that we recorded right after Toonami broke some news. And wouldn't you know it, the very next day, there was even more news. So let's go over those items right now. The first of which is the October 5th schedule. That'll be the night that Dragon Ball Super ends. And I guess I lost some money on that bet because Dragon Ball Super will not be repeating episode 130. At 11 p.m., followed by 1.31. No, they're actually giving us two episodes of Dr. Stone that night. 
which is nice because it makes up for the fact that they'll be taking a week off because of the marathon. Doesn't do anything for Fire Force, but eh, what you gonna do? So the October 5th schedule is basically what we have now with the omission of Genlock, which will be airing its season finale this Saturday. It starts at 11pm with Dragon Ball Super, which again is the final episode, number 131, followed by an hour of Dr. Stone at 11.30 and midnight, then on to Fire Force at 12.30, Food Wars at 1, Black Clover at 1.30, the Boruto and Naruto hour at 2, Gundam The Origin airing its final episode at 3 a.m., Lupin the Third at 3.30, and My Hero Academia rerunning at 4. As a reminder, the week before, September 28th, there will be a Dragon Ball Super Marathon for the entirety of Toonami, starting with episode 130's premiere at 11 p.m., followed by episodes 121 through 130, all the way to 4.30 a.m., Then the schedule I just mentioned for October 5th, and we don't know what the October 12th schedule is just yet, but we do know another show will be premiering that night, and that show, of course, is the long-awaited Demon Slayer, QV Lord Screaming. Did you imagine it? Could you imagine it? Well, we tried. All kidding aside, it's great that Toonami is premiering both One Punch Man Season 2 and Demon Slayer on the same night, and they might actually premiere a third show that night, because, well, Gundam ends the week before. That's kind of why they've done all these doubling up of various shows and running a marathon, kind of syncing up the schedule to make it so they can do two to three premieres on October 12th, and... Honestly, it looks like Dragon Ball Super may not be airing on Toonami at all, but that is completely unconfirmed. So, you know, be cautiously optimistic, I guess. And now, without further delay, our sponsor. And after that, let's talk about Genlock. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash Podcast and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash Podcast to get started today. I am your host, Sketch, and currently I am joined by three other gentlemen. Hi. I'm one of the gentlemen. (laughs) Hi. I'm the other gentleman. And I don't know if I'm considered a gentleman right now, because I'm not forgiven. I'm the minion. I'm supposed to be first class, but I don't know if if I've been demoted yet. Your ass got demoted. For sure. Where am I at? I was... 
I was hoping that your response would be like, I'm one of the gentlemen, I'm one of the gentlemen, and you should have just said, I'm the minion. (laughs) I'm the minion. minion even rhymes with gentlemen. It's perfect. It's it's perfect. I missed my moment. Yeah. Two gentlemen and a minion. Your head toilet bowl cleaner, okay? That's that's the way it goes. Now. You don't get to sign jobs of my damn minion. What okay, what would you assign him? Oh, no, dude. He's the ro- he is the royal ass washer at this point. Oh, oh Jesus. The ass washer. <laughs> oh, boy. No, 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 no. We, we have to use the Rick and Morty one. Taint, taint washer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It wasn't my fault. Oh, that's, that's what time of night this is, folks. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I just wanted on record that it wasn't my fault. But I will accept fault. the punishment because I didn't respond accept. soon enough. You will expect you will get the punishment and receive the punishment. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh but anyways, so we're here to talk about a, a certain show, aren't we? Yes, yes, we are. It's been a blue girl long, being on tsunami. Good, good oh, long girl. while since we've had an American cartoon on tsunami. Not since not uh, only. the new Samurai Jack season. So, not only that, but it's a web series originally created by Rooster Teeth, Genlock. Wait a minute! Did you just interrupt Sketch? You sure I shouldn't did. have. I. Oh, that's another penalty. Oh, you gotta God. wait for me to yeah. toss the ball to you, man. <laughs> it's been so <laughs> long since I've been on. I need to relearn the rules. He's rusty. Yes, you do. It's like I oh, am man. rusty. It's like how rusty I am in uh, social interactions at like comedy shows. Because I went to a comedy show, and I technically heckled. Technically, I wouldn't necessarily consider it heckling, but I'm pretty sure the guy up on stage did. And uh, I I ruined one of his punchlines, and it just, like, brought the whole thing to a halt. And I was like, okay, so lesson here is life is not a podcast where you interrupt when you think you can make a joke. (laughs) Or we we, uh, feed you to Darrell. There's there's just one or two options here, so. Pretty pretty much. So, yeah, it was was, uh, a delightful surprise to hear that. Rooster Teeth's Genlock was coming to Toonami. At the time, I had only seen part of the first episode and kind of liked what I saw, but I hadn't gotten really into it yet. So I didn't know what to expect. And uh, here we are at this point. Five out of eight of the episodes of the season have aired. So we're a little late to the party here, but uh, I think we'll, we'll try not to... We'll be fine. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll just talk about our, our thoughts so far and uh, where we think it's going and and such. So, um, yeah, Fabian, tell us about Genlock. So, yeah, as I said before, Genlock is an original series by Rooster Teeth, one of its most recent ones that isn't a sequel to a previous animated series that they've made. Um, it stars Michael B. Jordan as the as the main character of Julian Ch- Chase, and a bunch of other known actors like David Tennant from Doctor Who, Macy Williams from Game of Thrones, 
as well as someone that we know from Tanami, Monica Rial from Dragon Ball. And there's like the production for this is way bigger than their other animated series as, as well. Like they got their 2D animated shows of Extra and Vav and Camp Camp, which are more on the lines of like comedy and more adult comedy with Camp Camp. And it, they've come a long way from that first season of Ruby. Like this is what this is beyond belief how far they've come. They still need to work on those fight sequences, though. Uh, I think Jen uh, Lock has some pretty good fight sequences. No. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, I was they, about Ruby. Oh, oh Ruby. you were talking about Ruby. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I haven't yeah, Ruby. seen any recent Ruby, so I can't really say. But uh, those early yeah, ones, I, would... I mean, the fight sequences were like the only impressive thing about early Ruby. <laughs> because <laughs> for a web cartoon, they were darn good. Like, the tr- I remember seeing the trailers for Ruby and being like, wow, this looks pretty neat. <laughs> and then the show came yep. out and it was like... This story is pretty basic. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention that I wrote a damn review that never got fucking posted because y'all pawn this shit off on me. I'm never gonna fucking forget y'all for that shit. <laughs> That's interesting to find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, the basic rundown of the show is uh, at some point in the future, uh, there's a conflict, and there's this, uh, I guess, basically a country or uh, organization, and they are attacking everybody else. They're called the Union, and they have this crazy nanotech that just decimates any organics that it touches. And the first episode is... I think it's showing like their big main strike on American soil. And we have Julian Chase, who was a pilot for the Vanguard flying in there, trying to stop it with his team. And he sacrifices himself in order for them to get away. And everybody thinks he's dead. We find out four years later, he's not actually dead. He has been uh, maintained in a tank so that they can use his brain for the Genlock program, which involves uploading a human brain to a drone, basically, these robots, and being able to control it like it's their own bodies. Now, for Julian Chase, this is the only way that he's mobile now, because otherwise he's, you know, just a, a brain in a jar, basically. He's got a little bit of flesh left, but not a whole lot. And this, of course, uh, causes some serious problems with his uh, uh, previous relationships. <laughs> and uh, But the majority of the show is focusing on getting people into this program of the Genlock and training them so that they can fight the fights that the Vanguard can't. And 
After about five episodes, I'd say things are progressing in an interesting direction. And I think one of the, the key elements that makes the show work is the cast, the, the, the group of characters that are training in the Genlock program are really fun and entertaining and uh, maybe a little stereotypical, <laughs> but <laughs> what, do you, what do you expect? <laughs> but I, I do enjoy their personalities and playing off each other. And yeah, as far as action sequences go, it's, it's pretty darn good in that, in that department in particular. I think the first episode was a little bit hard to get through and a lot of people found it boring, but if you give it a chance, I think you'll find a lot to like about the show. They got a lot of good synergy going on with it, though, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Though, with that first episode, uh, Gray mentioned online that they had to do a lot of cutting for these episodes so that they can broadcast it on TV. And I did catch two things that I recognized that got cut. Go uh, First one is the scene <laughs> with the fi- the family actually goes on a little more after Chase leaves. In which, uh, I believe, uh, they turn the TV on to a news broadcast talking about the union, and then the attack happens on U- New York. Hmm. Uh, so the thing that would initially be lost from that cut is the acknowledgement that the family is now in danger that you now got introduced to, but you realize through context clues through the episode that was broadcast on Tanami that Julian is really worried now that he knows that they're heading, that the attack happened on New York and he's trying to call his mom. Right. So through those context clues, you already know that that's where they live and they are now in danger. But the thing that it also loses is the introduction talking about the union saying where this politician is saying that they don't like what the union has been doing. You don't really get a lot, but you know that the union has at least been doing things that are disagreeable to the current uh, government. Okay. And the other thing that I noticed was a small scene with Chase in the – in, while he was flying the jet in New York, where he does this maneuver to hide behind a building while the drone goes drone goes past him, there's actually a couple of shots where there's a guy in the window who notices him and Julie and Chase just salutes him and then flies off. That was like a small moment, just like a character moment for Julian. That hmm. I can see, I can understand being cut. I didn't catch much else other than the. Uh, uh, the credits being brought down really fast. Yeah, uh, I believe there was a conversation that went on between people in the Vanguard that got cut out sometime when they were on the field. But okay, that mm, maybe they shouldn't have cut that scene about the Union because it seems like it's kind of important. Because I've seen a lot of, well, probably not that many, but I've definitely seen some people say that they don't really understand why they're fighting the Union. And maybe that could have cleared things up a bit. 
uh, even with that scene, it's just basically a dress of like the union is doing things that the gov- the government doesn't find agreeable. Yeah. And they're basically just saying that they are. What's the word? There are. It's not. Is it condoning? Condoning. Condoning. There we go. They 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 don't condone what they what they're doing. Okay. They don't specify what they're doing. You do, with this first season, there hasn't been a second season announced yet. You don't learn much about the union. The focus is mainly on the our main cast of characters. Yeah, and I can understand the various people who are frustrated with that element that you don't really know what's going on with the union, why they're fighting the union, yada yada, kind of brushing it aside as if it's not even that important. But, I don't know. I think if you can get beyond the fact that they're not really exploring that yet, it's really quite entertaining. And that's... that's just kind of, you know, don't don't worry about it so much. Just enjoy, Dude, we enjoy what's in front of you. Fucking Mech on Toonami again. That's right. Mech on Toonami again. Giant robots. Chicks dig giant robots, remember? Yeah. Yeah, boy. Chicks do take giant robots just, in this show. I know. <laughs> That's just how I'm looking at it, man. And I need that mech in my life. I mean, we got Gundam back too, but you know, hey, I definitely, I'm definitely enjoying the vibes that Jim Lock giving it off, man. You know, Michael B. joined Dakota, Bannon doing great jobs. You got Monica Rowell and now David Tennant. Man, I'm like, you got some nice little hate listeners with the voice acting, but the story is actually going pretty, you know, it's going pretty well. The cast, I would say, you know, when you look at characters, you know, everybody has their own freaking personality, and nobody's a freaking drone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of like the fact that they actually do have a trans character. Dude, That that's 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 fucking awesome, man. You know, like back in the day, this is thing. These are things that what's that now? That was, it was a bold choice. It was a bold choice, but you know, the thing is, I'm actually digging it though. I'm like the booty, like whoa, man. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about the like trans character, the exploration of the of the characters. The one thing that this season of Genlock does is explore the idea of identity through the characters, especially with episode four when you see their ether avatars like you got uh val uh as a guy avatar you got uh kazu with like the like heavy metal outlook where and he like and he definitely likes music so he's probably into rock or metal music especially with the guitar that he has yeah you have uh kami in the little creature fantasy creature avatar you also have yaz uh with her cultures hijab and then you have the interesting one is Chase, who's in his just regular outfit that you see in the first episode, which says a lot about what, how he wants to see himself, how he wants to be. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you look at it from a psychological standpoint, you know, this is the manifestation of what he really wants himself to be again. And you look at everybody else. It's kind of like you said, Fabian, they're actually identifying with, you know, this is their inner self. This is like the self you know if you look at it this is who they truly want to be or what they identify with most and you know it's kind of like something that in the cyber world you know this is 
who they can actually be. It's like, you know, having a little bit more freedom to be who you actually are. Yeah. And I believe we it got touched on in this episode with Chase in the last episode, episode five, when they talked about coming back to the Vanguard rather than being a part of the Genlock program. Yeah, because they're not really, you know, like the Genlock program is working out, but they see Chase as a valuable asset, even if he can't be on the field anymore. Whereas yeah, yeah. Chase, he's not really sure what to do because he's, he's kind of not had a choice for the past oh, well. several years. Well, I mean, it, it's kind of interesting that Chase, apparently Chase's mind may have been copied or something. For We're going to find out about that. Next episode. I've already seen the series once. I know where this is going, so I'm not spoiling anything. No, well, you I, spoil them, gonna spank you with a wobble. Yeah, Toonami's so, uh, <laughs> episode preview basically blew the lid off of that one. But yeah, it it seems like that one mech that they're fighting has somehow has his mind in it too. And who knows what what's up with that? A more distorted one. Initially, I thought it was maybe like a collective conscience of everyone that's on the network being like twisted. A and I also thought maybe it was that guy whose brain got fried. That would have been interesting if they went that route. Yeah. Like his brain got fried and he can't return to his body, but he's living on the server. That would be interesting. Yeah. But no, it seems that doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the reason I like Genlox on there is one simple reason, one simple reason alone. Tsunami returns to the action cartoon block. So that's what makes me very happy about it. But I mean, I'm actually really enjoying the series so far and I, you know, I'm glad that Tsunami put it on. I can see why episode one can be a little bit off-putting because you're kind of looking at this. And from somebody that they really didn't like how the animation in the, in the first season of Ruby was, like I kind of saw that and I went, uh... I mean, you could tell that it was a pilot episode. So you were kind of like, okay, let's just see how the next episode goes. And, and the animation has been a lot better in these other episodes. So I'm... I'm very happy with them putting this on there. I hope that they decide. And I, and honestly, I think the reason Genlock is on there is because even though it, it was on Crunchyroll, right? Yes. So I, I feel like Crunchyroll is kind of like, this isn't really anime, so we don't know what to do with it. And Toonami's kind of like, oh, oh, bring that here. <laughs> no, Hold no, on. bring that here. Bring that here. We're, it was we'll on take Rooster it. Teeth and VRV, but then they added it to Crunchyroll to give it some more coverage, and now they're putting. And it that on happened TV. like months later. Yeah. So it premiered so on it was Rooster on Teeth as a, as a as part of their you know paid subscription. Yeah. So I mean, I I feel like I feel like this show will probably have its new season's debut on Toonami. Um. I'll be honest with you, it's probably, I think it's more of a fit for Toonami than it is to put it on Crunchyroll or anywhere else, honestly. Um, and to have that cast that you do, I mean, 
it makes sense to put it on TV and let it ride. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a good addition to Toonami. I think it's a good step forward in hopefully having, and I listen, I know we're not looking at a very big American action community out there, not so much community, but like shows coming out, but I'm kind of hoping that this is kind of the beginning of more shows that are married, that are, American shows putting on Toonami again. Obviously it's never going to be like it was back when it was on the Cartoon Network days, but this, this is, I, I like where this is going. So well, I just cannot fathom why Warner brothers won't put the already streamed episodes of young justice on. Toonami. Oh I wasn't going to say it. I, I had that in my mind. I wasn't going to say it, Sketch, this but I guess you said it. This new season of Young Justice has been fantastic. And I it, thought that was Netflix. No, it's it's on DC, no. DC service. Oh, DC. Now, of course, DC wants to you know promote it on their own service. Makes total sense. I completely understand why they would premiere it there. But you could reach even more people if you would just put it on Adult Swim, put it on Toonami. I mean, like a, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. What were you going to say? It'd be like a similar situation to uh, Symbiotic Titan and uh, Thundercats, where it's like similar. it had a run on Cartoon Network and then came over to Adult Swim, same like with the Clone Wars. Yeah, but yeah, it, it would I mean, be more like Genlock, because we're talking about, I'm not really necessarily talking about the old episodes of Young Justice. I'm talking about the the outsiders season that was made for a slightly older audience that's for the streaming service i mean i mean i i think like so there were rumors at one point that what it's called dc universe is it dc universe okay so there were rumors at one point that that service was going to come down don't know if that's going to be the case eventually but I mean, if we're if we're talking about corporate synergy, and this is kind of the thing that we were talking about. Um, actually, we were talking about this with Jason and Gil at uh, um, at Momocon about how, you know, we were asking like, is there? Do you guys have any info about what's going on? Like, do you guys know what's going on? And I'm like, obviously, we don't. Obviously, you can tell us whatever you can, but you can't. You know, don't tell us something that you can't. And one of the things that was interesting, and I've said this a couple times since Momocon, is they don't know what they can have. I mean, obviously, we're seeing a lot of the Crunchyroll fruit, so to speak, come down from the tree, <laughs> and <laughs> it, it, it's definitely it's it's definitely provided some things for Toonami, and I, and I'm very happy to see what it's going on. But you know, now we're also talking about. Um, what else is what else can we get? Are are we going to be able to get the Young Justice? Are we going to be able to get other? Are we going to be able to use some of the, for that matter, some of the DC movies that have come out that are animated? Like, are we going to get to see those possibly? Maybe use that for to bring back as movies. I'm I'm sure people would watch that. Oh, yeah. Um, if it's not going to cause the, the 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 thing that I've always preached about Toonami, this version of Toonami, is if it doesn't cost money. Which we don't know again how that all works. I would hope that it wouldn't cost any money because it's all supposed to be corporate synergy. But if it's not going to cost you money, why not do it? 
that's my that's been my whole thing. I feel like the whole Crunchyroll thing. I feel like if those are all together, and I would assume that they're not costing them any money, other than maybe Adult Swim having to throw money to Rooster Teeth to play it. Um, I feel like that just goes to show you that hey, we can put Young Justice or any other show for that matter, and I don't want to focus just in on Young Justice. But you can put any show that DC's had on or any of the networks, honestly. I mean, look at what happened with um, Final Space. Now it's on Adult Swim. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and by the way, fine, let's, let's kind of step out of the let's, – let's step over to that subject real quick. Like, Final Space made more sense to be on Adult Swim than TBS. I hate to say it, but it made more sense to be on Adult Swim. So – if you if you're seeing shows like Genlock that makes sense to be on Toonami, why not do that? That's just been my point, you know. And and it's going to be I, I, one other thing that I want to kind of mention too is it's going to be very interesting to see when Disney brings out their service here um, in about I think two months. Like it's supposed to come out in November, I believe, because you got that bundle where you can have, and I know this excites sketch it probably it, it excites me as well having the new disney service um hulu and espn i don't really need espn but my father would love that all in one package for 12.99 a month it's a great deal it's wonderful and here's the thing now netflix is going to get hurt they're going to get hurt really badly when this comes out I'm telling you this right now. They're going to get hurt. They were already hurting badly before. They're going to get hurt bad now. That is going to be interesting to see because if they can't pick up as much anime or even American action, which I think they've been kind of shying away from a little bit more, um, it's going to be very interesting to see what we can get from that too because that may end up being something that helps, you know, Toonami in the long run. So, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what all this Warner media and corporate synergy stuff is going to do for Toonami. You know, Genlock was a very good addition. I hope that we get more shows and we'll just see what happens at this point. Like Ruby, you know, my view on Ruby is, and I know some people will hate me for this, but I, I don't know. I, I just don't feel like it's tsunami material. I know you've seen the first season. Have you seen beyond that? Dude, the, the, the first season turned me so off that I was just like, I don't even want to watch. I don't even want to watch beyond that. Like it. I, I don't know. I just I, I, maybe the animation has gotten better. Maybe it's a better story. I don't know. But to me, I just feel like that show I mean, and by the way, I mean, how many seasons is of Ruby is there now? There are, they're on their, they finished their sixth. They're coming on to their seventh uh, this early November. I believe I it's the it's, second of November. I think it's kind of pointless at this point to try to put Ruby on. What I would like to see, though, and I've said this before on, on the podcast recently, and I'll say it again, I would like to see Rooster Teeth do a show exclusively for Toonami and see what they can come up with. I, like the second effect, season of Genlock? Well, I mean, that obviously... I mean, 
let's just assume that that's going to happen. I'm talking about a brand new show. Okay. I want to see a brand new show from them just for Toonami. Warner Media, whatever. Brand new show. I would like to see that. I would like to see... Um, I'd also like to see Titmouse kind of step up and do one for Toonami as well. I, I, I feel like there's a lot of... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, There's a lot of stuff left on the field so to speak out there uh, untapped market that we yeah to, that's a better untapped market that I, I feel like that's happening right now and i feel like we have you have the people that did mega sex you're telling me you can't come up with another show that that you know was like that in some way fashion or form i don't want the same thing because then obviously that that runs into legal problems but you know what i mean like Let's yeah. let's get some more stuff here. Come on. Something Stop. that has like the same spirit. Yeah. I mean, and and here's the thing, you're not having to go to Japan every month to get a show. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Like that. <laughs> they got like seven shows being worked on. Yeah. And that's they're all pretty much anime, except I think there's one or two they said that there that isn't anime. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, it could be that Toonami and Adult Swim are producing the next season of Genlock. We don't know. We don't know that yet. It could be. Could. But it, it could, could be. show interest based on I mean, how this performs right now. I hate to say this, and I've said this before, and I don't want to go too far into it because we don't need to be here all night, but yep. you know, it could be they could be producing another season of, of other anime out there that people want to see. I don't know. We don't know. But what we do know is that, you know, we need to see more American action on the block. And I think that the market right now for it is, is ripe and they need to start hitting it right now. Genlock is a good start. Let's get some more stuff on there. Um, Ruby just is too far into this. I mean, if it's on season six, that just tells me right there that nah, it doesn't need to come on Toonami. If they want to put it on, it may, it may show up. I don't know. Me and Colt will celebrate. What'd you say to Ralph? We can get get backers. Oh, what is that? Old oh, show. Old show, but it, it would actually work for Tsunami, even in this current state. That's an anime, though. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, I, I don't, I don't like. I, I'm not saying that we shouldn't put anime on. I just want to be a little bit more diverse with the block. You know what I mean? I mean, more recently, somebody was asking on Twitter about how you know what was my what was like the favorite like year that we had and what was it that I think it was 2013 or 14 when they had like the new Thundercats on, they had that six hour block. That was like the best that they had. Honestly, that was like, in my opinion, the best tsunami that they've had since they came back, not the best show mind you, but the best block that they've had since they came back. All I know so- is that this has been the most ridiculous year for news. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not you're you're barking up our tree. Trust me. <laughs> I mean, tell happen. tell you know, try to do a podcast, and then literally after you get done recording that podcast, the next day they announce something. <laughs> it's hard. It's really hard to, to to put this out. So, I mean, literally, you have to have somebody Monday through Friday watching the Facebook page to see if there's any news. So. Hmm. But, I have a recommendation for a non-anime, not technically an American cartoon, because I believe it is French, 
Uh, it's on VRV, but Mondo does it, not not Rooster Teeth. It's called Last Man. It's based on... Oh, I know what you're talking about. And my gosh, it is amazing. It's got great action. It's got great characters. The voice cast is like the everyone is here of North American dubbing. I'm I'm not joking. It's got Scott McNeil. It's got Steve Bloom. It's got Crispin Freeman, Yuri Lowenthal, Johnny Young Bosch. It's got people who don't even do anime, like Josh Keaton. It's got Bob Bergen. It's got Porky Pig. (laughs) (laughs) Man, it's crazy. They got people from L.A. and Texas and New York and even some from Canada. It's got two Gokus. It's got both Sean Schemmel and Ian James Cortland. <laughs> it's, oh. I like. I don't even know what process they use to record this show, but regardless, it's really cool. I really think Adult Swim should play it. It could play on Toonami. It could potentially play outside of Toonami. Like even regular Adult Swim could air that. Yeah, probably they. They'd have to censor the nudity. <laughs> I thought you were going to mention the, like, people who did Wok Fu back in the day. Because I know there's another show that they put out. Oh. I forget the name of it. I believe it's on VRV. Mm, not to look into that. But yeah, Last Man, freaking sweet show. Definitely recommend it. It's like, visually reminds me of a little bit of Venture Brothers and Black Dynamite mixed with various anime. Pretty freaking sweet. Just don't interrupt me while I'm doing. <laughs> oh man, Darrell, if you haven't seen this show, it would be right up your alley. Pretty, yeah, pretty freaking good. Yeah, but I mean, Gen I think Lock, I, I think yeah. uh, I think it's great that they play Genlock, some good corporate synergy, and you know, I know there were people that were skeptical about whether or not the show was any good, but I think it's great. I wouldn't necessarily say it's one of the best shows Toonami's ever aired, but it's certainly not one of the worst. I'd say Genlock is a pretty solid show that if it had a better runtime, it'd be able to better dig into all the things it introduces. But for what it does, I think it does what it sets out to do pretty well. Well, you know, and that's that's the thing. I think that, you know, if it is going to be, and I, and I feel like this is a show that, Rooster Teeth will probably debut the next seasons on Toonami. I think that it's definitely something that they can kind of make better for the the slot of time that they're given. So um, I, I look forward to seeing that, that too. But, you know, I, I do kind of bring some of this stuff in that they haven't, you know, that they didn't get, we didn't get to see on TV, so that way people can see it. You know what I mean? Like maybe have some kind of special video. I know that they're going to be releasing the Blu-ray soon. I mean, you can always watch it online. <laughs> yeah. Only the first episode is available for free on Rooster Teeth and on YouTube. Uh, I think you can watch. The one with the most. I believe. <laughs> yeah, I believe you can watch the entire season on Crunchyroll for free with ads. I don't know if that's behind the page subscription because I'm already subscribed to Crunchyroll, so I, I don't actually know that one. Yeah, I think you can watch so, it with uh, ads. But, I mean, 
lots of people have Crunchyroll accounts if they don't have VRV or Rooster Teeth. I would recommend VRV. It's a good value. Mm-hmm. That's how I have the Crunchyroll subscription is through VRV. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We will definitely revisit Genlock after it wraps up. I just don't want to talk about things that haven't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't worry. I, I like the... I, I felt like it was a bit of a rough start, but I like the direction that it went. And I really enjoy the character interactions and and such. And the, it's, it's been a fun time. And I hope y'all listeners are enjoying it too. Yep. It's got an interesting cast. It's got... a, a, a For Rooster Teeth, this is a very big... Uh, voice cast that they have because they never gotten people like this for their shows. Oh no, de- definitely not. And, and Genlock goes also goes for an interesting animation style that's similar to Dragon Prince and Spider Verse, in which they do the like two frames per second rather than the usual like uh one uh on ones they do on twos rather than on ones. I don't know if they mix it up like Spider Verse does. And I know it didn't work for me with Dragon Prince, but it's working for me with Genlock here. So, there's that. Yeah, I think it takes a moment to get used to the visuals, but it's it's fine. I got no real qualms with it. I think the the character designs have enough spark. It's, it's pretty good. Any additional thoughts, gentlemen? Um, I've I've said my piece. I've said mine. All right. Yeah. I guess that'll do it.